Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sessions with Sid. Today I'm speaking with Sarah Bradley, who is the creator of Sarah B Wellness. She is a certified holistic health coach with a bachelor's of science in exercise science. And she's passionate about helping people to naturally get rid of their bloating for good so they can feel confident AF every damn day. Through nutrition, exercise, and lifestyle changes, she helps people imagine their lives without bloating and how they can make that lifestyle change a reality for the rest of their lives. We had a really fun chat today about all things bloating and how to tackle chronic bloating, which is a problem for a lot of people. And we talk about different digestive issues ways you can change your diet to start addressing some of those issues and a lot of digestion hacks and mindset and so many interesting topics. So if you're a gut health nerd like me, you'll especially love this episode. And if not, I think you'll still love this episode because it's packed with some great information that you can apply right away. Before we dive into the episode, I wanted to mention the probiotic that Sarah and I talk about in the episode that we both use and that Sarah recommends to her clients, and that is the Just Thrive Health probiotic. This probiotic is like none other on the market because it is a spore-based probiotic, which means that the probiotics that it provides arrive in the gut 100% alive, whereas the typical probiotics that you see in the stores that are refrigerated, most of the probiotics are actually dead by the time they arrive in your gut, so you're actually wasting your money, essentially, on typical probiotics. So what I love about spore-based is that they have tons of clinical research trials and I'm all about providing the research to back up things so you can even look at their studies online and the people who work for the company are so lovely and they have become like family to me and They will answer any questions that you have, any concerns. So even if you just wanted to call and ask for some questions to be answered, you can do that. I highly recommend you try this out, especially if you have gut issues. I have been using it to treat my candida overgrowth, and I am very pleased with it, and I will never buy another probiotic. So if you're interested in trying that out, You can go to JustThriveHealth.com and get 15% off any order with my code SID15, that's S-Y-D-1-5, which will be in the show notes. And I wanted to caveat today's episode with the fact that my audio did not sound as good as usual, so I apologize for that, but Sarah's sounds great, so I know that you will enjoy the episode still, and let's dive in. Hey, Sarah. Welcome to the show. So good to have you. 
Hey, can you please tell my listeners who you are, what you do, and what you are passionate about? Yes. So my name is Sarah B, and I'm so happy to be on here speaking with you. I love talking, so this is my perfect thing. Um, But I run Sarah B Wellness, a holistic health coaching practice, and I am really passionate about gut health, specifically bloating. And helping women get rid of get rid of it naturally, so they can feel confident as fuck every damn day of the week. Awesome, love it. I feel like bloating is like the bane of a lot of our existence um, as women. It is probably, arguably, one of the most uncomfortable things to experience. So it's great to have you on to give us all of your knowledge and wisdom about this topic um can you please tell us how you got into this area of work and maybe a little bit about your story yeah absolutely so way back in the day like middle school high school I was dealing with like a lot of things like my dish my digestion was great like no bloating going to the bathroom every day and then suddenly it took a 180 where it was like your classic IBS symptoms where I was bloated, I was constipated, I was gassy. But at the time, I just thought it was IBS. And even when I went to my doctor, they were like, oh, you have IBS, just take Miralax. Because my mom also had similar symptoms to me. So at that time, I thought it was normal. I was just like, well, I just got this shit end of the stick, pun intended, that I just have her digestive symptom. So it was like that for a long time. It wasn't until my senior year of college that I was kind of like, this isn't normal. Because it got to the point where I had all these food sensitivities, the bloating was worse, I, the flatulence was probably worse than the bloating, I would agree, especially like as a college student walking around class, like it was super embarrassing. So once I graduated, I, that's when I got tested and I was diagnosed with methane SIBO and other co-infections. So pretty much even before I got diagnosed, I had a like feeling it was SIBO just based on my symptoms. Um, I do wish I got tested sooner rather than relying on Google for that because I would have healed so much faster. But this is what led me to my passion. Like that same year, I um, went to the Primal Health Institute and I got certified as a holistic health coach that way. And then ever since then, my passion is just helping women feel their best and not have to deal with what I went through because that is no way to live. And it really breaks my heart because a lot of women think of it as normal when it's not. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I feel like your story really resonates with me. And I'm sure resonates with so many others who know that there's something deeper going on with their gut issues. And someone's like, here's a, I'm going to swap a label on you, IBS. And, you know, take some fiber, which totally happened to me. And you were told, take some Miralax. And it's like, really? Like, that's all you have for me. Um, And it's frustrating 
when you know deep down, like there's something more and I need you to help me. But conventional medicine just doesn't seem to really honor honor the holistic side of things. Um, no, I definitely you, agree. Oh, mm -hmm. I definitely agree with you. Just for it's like, it's a lot more about band-aids like for me thankfully i'm so thankful i did not take the Miralax, but like i was using the gas x i was using the pepto and i mean literally it got to one point where i was so constipated that like i drove to a friend's house so i could take so i could get her mom's laxatives so i could go i mean like it wasn't like i broke in like her mom like gave me permission but like that was mm -hmm. also kind of like a red flag in my head where i was like you shouldn't be having to take laxatives all the time to go to the bathroom. So I definitely agree with you where it's like, I mean, more research is coming out about IBS being like something caused from having food poisoning, but nearly 70% of people who have IBS are diagnosed with SIBO. And once you get that SIBO under control and gone, pretty much all of your IBS symptoms are gone. Yeah. Wow. I'm curious how, I mean, I think we're just like going right in with all of it. Um, so you said people with IBS, like 90 something percent have um, SIBO. Um, does IBS relate to other things like uh, candida and like leaky gut and like those diagnoses? Yeah, so about like 70% of cases are actually diagnosed with SIBO. Um, I wish it was 90% because then a lot more people would get, would heal from having IBS. Um, but if you look at all of these symptoms where it's like the gas, bloating, bowel changes, um, fatigue, um, acne, you'll find with other conditions like leaky gut, candida, parasites, SIBO, they all share those same symptoms to some degree. You may not have all of them, but I'm sure bloating is in all of those categories. And especially with leaky gut, when your gut is compromised in any way, not only is it important to kill off what other like bacteria, yeast, pathogen, but it is so important to heal your gut. A lot of people go through that kill process and get rid of whatever's causing their issues, but since they didn't heal their gut, they're more susceptible of having a relapse, which is very easy with things like SIBO, candida. So again, like it's very important to not only treat the issue, but heal your system as a whole. Yeah, that makes sense. So how did you, just to kind of tie a, maybe a bow on your journey and your story, how did you ultimately heal from SIBO, chronic bloating? Like, what was that like for you? Yeah. So, I mean, once I got on the right protocol and everything, a lot of my symptoms went away, which I'm so thankful for that. But the biggest thing for me was dealing with my traumas. So I, around the same time that I, my digestion did that 180 was also when I had eating disorder like behaviors where it's like I demonized a lot of food like I was literally eating like 
only chicken breast because I thought that was healthy. Like give me a chicken thigh and I would have freaked out. Um, and then I was over exercising and I just hated my body. I was so disrespectful for it to it. So it was like, to me, when I think about it now, um, all of that hatred and negativity that I had in my body, getting all of those co-infections was my, was my body's way of showing that like, this isn't acceptable anymore. Like you need to love yourself because with negative energy like that, that sits in you and it's heavy and that can cause a lot of chronic conditions that we're seeing today. So for me, I mean, yes, I did feel better, but it wasn't until I started going to therapy, started really doing the inner work that I was able to feel more comfortable in my body, but also allow my body to do what it's made to do. I'm so glad you brought that up because I mean, I'm biased because I am a therapist, but I totally feel the same way that we need to do the inner work and we need to heal trauma, emotions, and we need to go to those like dark, icky places in order to be able to heal those like physical manifestations of of emotions and trauma. I was actually just talking with Cassie um, about physical manifestations of emotions and trauma. And it was so fascinating because she was sharing on her Instagram about how she had like skin rashes. And I was like, oh, me too. Like I have eczema. And we got into like how to embody the consciousness of like your skin rash like what is what is behind it like it like is it you know irritation anger and like really embodying those emotions like punching a pillow or doing something and so I so appreciate you bringing up like you know I couldn't heal from this until I actually dealt with like the stuff that's really underneath that and um you might find this interesting have you heard of Louise Hay? No. Okay. So Louise Hay is um like she's a very spiritual like teacher, author. Um, but she has this thing called the list. Um, I'll send it to you and I'll put it in the show notes. But it's this A to Z list of physical manifestations of like or like metaphysical meanings behind like physical um, ailments. And so like, I looked up candida because I have candida and it was like, you know, um, denying your own needs and like oppressive parenting and it just really rang true for me. So I think you'll find that really interesting, but, um, I will stop rambling about that, but yeah, I mean, such an important point and therapy is something I think everyone needs um and could use I have my own so um so once you did that healing work and I'm sure it's still ongoing because like healing work I feel is always ongoing for as long as we are human um what did you kind of find maybe shifted for you in your physical healing could you repeat that for a second? Yeah. So 
like after you did that healing work, um, that inner work, how did you find that tied into like your healing of your physical like gut issues? Yeah. So I think it's, I really liked what you brought up about the list because I'm definitely curious about it. But another way to think about bloating is it's undigested emotion. So think about like when you bottle up your emotions and then you explode, like kind of think of your stomach as that, like as that bottle. So it's like, if you aren't releasing anything, like it disrupts everything. It has nowhere to go. So it just makes you bloated. And so that definitely, it gave me a different perspective. Cause I feel like once you uncover your traumas or you meet them head on, like you can release that and then your body can flow the way it wants to because with trauma and like when I, when I talk about trauma, it's like, it can be anything. Like it could be something like a car accident. It could be something a kid said to you on a playground. If it has some type of reaction where like you can't let it go, that's trauma. And like, you should definitely talk to someone, whether it's a parent, a therapist, just someone you trust to have as a soundboard can be game changing. Cause I mean, the biggest thing that held me back from therapy is I didn't think my issues were big enough. Like I wasn't super underweight. I wasn't suicidal. I wasn't any of these things. So I'm like, I don't need therapy, but honestly therapy, like gave me the reassurance, but also like verified what I was thinking and helped me connect the dots to like, Oh, when this happened years ago, this explains why I behaved this way in high school. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. It's really interesting to connect the dots for ourselves on like our current behavior and emotions and like physical manifestations and then connect that back to like childhood or something or like even past lives. And that's like getting way spiritual, but like, oh, that's such juicy stuff. But what you said about, you know, you didn't think that you needed to go to therapy because you didn't have like quote problems is such a um, misconception that I hear a lot about therapy and as I said before I really think that no matter what your level of trauma in your life or lack thereof or like quote problems I think everyone could use just like you said this like unbiased person that you can just talk to and can hold space for you and that could be a therapist it could be a health coach it could be anybody but yeah so important thank you for sharing that um and I loved what you said about like undigested emotions like that so resonates um okay so we've talked about some really amazing stuff so far um if someone is like I'm chronically bloated. Where do I start? Yeah. Where do, what do they do? Yeah. So the I'd say the two biggest things I have um, my clients focus on is having an anti-inflammatory diet. So that is pretty much cutting out every pretty much everything that's in a bag, box, or wrapper, and. I know this may seem overwhelming, but like it's temporary because 
when you have all of these digestive issues, you need to think of your stomach as a baby. Like you wouldn't be feeding your baby Pop-Tarts, for example. So it's like you need to be very gentle. So that's when I tell clients to have good quality um, animal products and seafood, um, organic produce, like if that's possible. Um, if that's not possible, I recommend at least getting the dirty dozen organic, just because those are the foods that have the most toxins in it. Um, eggs are another great thing to have. Um, nuts and seeds, tons of healthy fats, um, tubers, which are like your sweet potatoes, yams. Um, those are all great things to include in your diet and to have the bulk of your diet be. And especially when it comes to cooking those things, like really focus on the warm food. So like slow cook your proteins, roast your vegetables, or now like since it's getting warmer out, like put stuff on the grill, just because that all kind of, that breaks down a lot of the food, which takes a lot of work off of our digestive system. And then the second thing more on like the mindset part is reducing your stress. We cannot digest when we are stressed out. And when we can't digest, we also can't absorb a lot of the nutrients. So especially when it comes down to like mealtime etiquette, focusing on chewing, that's a big thing. We, a lot of us forget that digestion actually starts in the mouth. So it is important to chew at least 20 to 30 times. I know it seems like a lot and you may have to count, but like, trust me, like your body will get into the flow a lot faster than you think. Um, taking deep breaths, belly breathing can really help get us into that parasympathetic state. Um, meditation, journaling, walking in nature, like pretty much just anything that you find relaxing, make sure you schedule that into your calendar so you don't forget it. Because especially as women, I find we try to take care of everyone else. But like I'm a firm believer, if we can't take care of ourselves, we cannot take care of anyone else. So especially during this time when we're in quarantine, this is like, make this your you time, figure out what you like, figure out what makes you feel good, because that will be a game changer for you when you are healing. Yeah, all like, really important points there. Um, so I want to ask you, like, okay, let's say someone's like, doing all those things. They're eating an anti-inflammatory diet. They're chewing their food. They're breathing. They're reducing stress. They're, you know, doing all the things that you said, but they still have bloating. What then do they do? Yeah, that's when, when it comes to healing, I really recommend people hire a health coach go to an FMD, go to someone because if you make all those changes, I mean, sometimes simply just chewing more is what someone needs to do to feel better. But if all of those things um, are not relieving anything or making your symptoms worse, like when I went from the standard American diet to paleo, my symptoms got worse because of how many vegetables I was eating, which was actually not feeding me, it was feeding the bacteria. So that's when, that's when I would start digging deeper into like, okay, like what are your symptoms? What are your food triggers? Um, 
How are you eating? Have you had any past traumas or sicknesses where this started? Because then that can help whoever you work with figure out what your root cause is. And then that's when you can get on the protocol to healing and doing that inner work. Um, I really don't recommend using Google. I mean, I made that mistake where I felt like a hypochondriac because it's like my symptoms would fit everything perfectly. So I would think I would have everything. So hiring a health coach can, that will just save you so much time and money because they will put you on the path to figuring out, okay, you need X, Y, and Z to, in order to have the outcome that you want. So that's what I would recommend if all of those, if you're still finding that things are the same or getting worse, because once you get to the root cause, that's when you can fully heal. Yeah. Thank you for, for um, explaining all of that. And yeah, I think it is so important when you are at that point, which I'm sure you've been at and I've been at where I'm like, I know there's something going on, but I don't know like what it is and like how to get to it, but I know it's there. And then I think that's the point, right? Like, or maybe it's before that point that you then say, okay, I need to find someone who can help guide me through this so that I'm not just taking random things and hoping that it helps me, which I think a lot of people do. Um, yeah, very, very important. Um, can you kind of talk about, you mentioned like food triggers. So what are some common foods and or like other things that contribute to bloating that people might not know about, or maybe they do, but yeah, I guess just common contributors, whether that's food or not. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure the number one that we can all think of right now is carnivorous vegetables, which those are like your broccoli, your kale, your bok choy. Those are just very sulfur rich foods and they're also high FODMAP foods. So pretty much what that means is they have these type of simple carbs that we can't digest. And when you have something like a bacterial overgrowth, the bacteria feeds on those foods because that is prebiotics and prebiotics are meant to heal, like make your microbiome balance by feeding that good bacteria. But when you have a bacterial overgrowth, you're just feeding that bad bacteria. So carnivorous vegetables are a big one, which I would just recommend have one type of carnivorous vegetable at a meal and start off with a half a cup because sometimes the bloating is caused simply by eating too much. Um, another one are nuts and seeds. Uh, I know, especially if you're already eating like a whole foods paleo type diet, a lot of baked goods or dressings um, are very nut heavy. So to help mitigate that, I would just try to keep it to one to two servings per day or again, play around, figure out what works best for your body and just sticking to the raw, organic, and if possible, sprouted nuts, just because that will make it easier to digest. Um, 
Another one is actually a beverage. Um, carbonated beverages can actually cause a lot of bloating because if you think about it, they had to put gas and air to make all those bubbles. So when you drink it, you're adding all of that gas and bubbles to your stomach. So if you love those beverages, definitely like don't stop drinking them. Um, but just don't gulp it, take sips and try to avoid drinking those during meals because you want your stomach acid and digestive enzymes to be really concentrated. And when we drink a beverage, whether it's carbonated or not, it can dilute it, which can make it harder to digest and absorb food. But those are the top three I can think of right now. I'm sure there's plenty more out there. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm going to skip back to when you were talking about constipation. Because I know that's like a big one for a lot of people. Um, what are some contributors to constipation? Yeah, so with constipation, that can be caused by a lot of things. So a big one is magnesium deficiencies, because unfortunately our soil is not what it was like years ago. So making sure you get enough magnesium is very important because not only does that help reduce stress and help you relax, but it also helps specifically relax your intestinal tract, which can make help make it easier for stool to pass out, out of your system. So magnesium is definitely something to look into. Um, fiber is another thing. Um, insoluble fiber can help reduce constipation. Um, but another thing to think of with fiber is a lot of people kind of think it's like a cut or dry thing. Like I need to have just specific types, but like insoluble, like yes, that's supposed to help with constipation, but it, it, that could make you constipated or soluble fiber could make you constipated. So again, that's more of figuring out what works best for your body. I just recommend at least 25 to 30 grams because a lot of people are only getting 15, which that can be causing your constipation. Um, and then not drinking enough water. So that's a big thing. A lot of people are more they're more into drinking like their sodas, their teas, coffees, and all of that, which is great. Not the soda, but um, make sure you get that water in because water is that's what hydrates your skin. It makes it helps with your cells, but more importantly, it helps lubricate your digestive tract and help move things through. So if you're unsure of how much water to drink, take your body weight in pounds, divide it by two. And that's how many fluid ounces of water you should be drinking per day. Awesome, thank you. Um, okay, so then with that, let's say someone is constipated and like really uncomfortable and they're looking for semi-immediate relief. Are there things that people can do in those moments when they're like desperate, like they haven't gone in a few days? Yeah, so a common one would be magnesium citrate. So 
there's different types of magnesium, but with magnesium citrate, what it does is it pulls water into the digestive tract, which helps people go to the bathroom. So it's like a natural laxative. Um, so with that in mind, you do not want to be taking this every day. I would say just take those in emergencies. Um, and then I, a lot of people like natural calm. I'm not a huge fan of it because I'm not a huge fan of like the flavorings and the sugars they add into it because that can fuel whatever digestive issue you're having. So just getting like a capsule is perfect. Um, and then just being careful too, because if you, again, it's a laxative. So if you overdo it, you could have diarrhea instead of a normal bowel movement. But if you don't feel comfortable going with that method, um, having like a fat bomb or like thinking of fat as like a supplement that can help with a digestive movement. Um, certain teas can help like, cause a lot of people will use coffee to stimulate a bowel movement. So, I mean like coffee, green tea, a caffeinated tea can help. But again, like what's going to help get rid of your constipation is getting to the root cause but those are some things that you can look into just to simply have a bowel movement as you're on your way to figuring out what's going on. Perfect. Yeah, that's what I was getting at for sure. Okay. So now that we're talking about like hacks or relief kind of in the moment, going back to the bloating conversation, if someone is working on the root cause, but they're like, oh my God, I'm so bloated right now. Like I'm so uncomfortable. Do you have any um, recommendations for things that they could do in those moments? Yeah. So ginger, ginger, ginger. I live and breathe by this stuff even now. So ginger tea can be amazing. Um, ginger chews because with ginger chews, since you have to chew them, that stimulates your digestive juices because it thinks it's getting food and it's getting ready. So that can help break down food that could just be stuck in your stomach. So ginger tea, ginger chews, um, you could literally just gnaw on ginger if you really wanted to. It's just, it's very spicy. So that's not everyone's cup of tea. Um, peppermint, I love peppermint as well. Again, as a tea, you can just chew on peppermint leaves. That's just, it's very soothing. It's very cooling to your stomach. Um, gentle movements, like there are some yoga poses you can do. Walking is very gentle where it kind of works with gravity to help move things along. So that can help. Um, a heating pad. I mean, sometimes you just need to sit down with a heating pad and that can be the game changer. And then the biggest thing I used um, during my own healing is, so I use doTERRA essential oils and they have a blend called Digest Zen. And I would take that with some of their peppermint oil and a veggie cap and take it. And that would relieve my bloating like almost instantly. Like that was a really big game changer. So if you or any of your listeners want to know more about it, I'd be absolutely happy to answer your questions. But I just think the oils are a great alternative to using something like GasX, for example. Yeah, wow, that's, that's really cool. I'm all about the essential oils and like the holistic 
remedies for sure. Um, awesome. So we've talked a lot about bloating, constipation. All right, we're gonna talk about poop. I mean, saw this coming. It's an episode about bloating and gut health. So we haven't talked about diarrhea. Um, what if someone like has chronic diarrhea and like they're, you know, they're working on their diet, but it's just they need some help kind of while they're doing that along the same lines as the other questions, like what can someone do to kind of relieve that or help? Yeah. So that would be really, I would say doing a food journal to figure out what your trigger foods are because with diarrhea, your body's inflamed. So whatever it doesn't like, it's trying to immediately get it out. So this is where food sensitivities could come in, but things like um, hydrogen SIBO or hydrogen sulfide SIBO, like that's a very common symptom. Um, parasites can cause that a lot. Um, but from the get-go, um, definitely focusing on your diet. So again, like this is where it's gonna come back to kind of like the fiber where again, you may be eating too much or you may be not eating enough. It's usually the latter where we're not eating enough. So that's where it's playing around with your foods again. Um, but I would like treat your stomach as a baby, especially if you're dealing with diarrhea because there is so much inflammation going on. So again, like the ginger tea, the peppermint, bone broth, just very gentle things where you're still getting some calories in, especially like with soups and stews and stuff that can be very soothing. Um, but once you pull those triggers away, that's when your stool can start, um, bulking up. Um, cause like I had a client where that was her issue. Like she was like, I have diarrhea every day and we had to take away the raw vegetables and that's what helped because raw vegetables are, they are harder to digest because they have all of those fibers and some of them have anti-nutrients because it wants to protect itself. So I would just try roasting or steaming or however you like to cook your vegetables just to see if maybe that can change how your bowels are going. Cool. Thank you for sharing those tips. Um, yeah. I got some thoughts while you were talking. Um, so you mentioned like diarrhea is a, a sign that there are some like intolerances, sensitivities, um, and like some high inflammation in the body. Um, and that made me think of both skin issues and fasting. And I'm just relating them in my mind. But how do you feel about fasting as a way to? help relieve some of these digestive issues and like do you use it yourself do you hate it like what are your views on fasting yeah so I mean fasting was a really good healing um practice for me um because I was like a chronic snacker like I was always eating because 
I was never getting full, but we, the recommendation is doing about four to five hours in between meals, just because that allows our digest, digestion to fully push all the food, the bacteria out of the stomach and out of the body. And that's generally, generally how long it takes is about four to five hours. So this is where it's good to really like make sure your meals are, you have like at least a palm portion of protein, get your healthy fats in, and then whatever vegetables, non-starchy or starchy that you want. And then having that window for your body to remove all of those things. Um, because those contractions from your MMC um, can't happen when we're eating. Like when we eat, it stops. So by having that going on um, requires us not to eat. So really focusing on those meals is important. But as fasting as a whole, um, as women, we need to be careful because fasting can be a form of stress on the body. So if along with your digestive issues, you don't have your period, I don't recommend fasting for extended periods of time. Like the four to five hour window in between meals is fine, but like a lot of people do intermittent fasting, but they're like, oh, I don't eat for 18 hours. And I wouldn't recommend that. The max I'd recommend is 12 hours, just so then your body can fully heal, regenerate as you sleep. But the purpose here is we don't want to add more stress on, but once your gut is like you feel better, you have a regular menstrual cycle, then definitely play around with fasting. It's just as women, we are we deal with stress differently than men. And we also have hormones that are constantly changing, unlike men. So that's where it's important to be in tune with your body and figure out what works best for you and then figuring out a schedule around that. Yeah, totally. So like what you were saying made me think about like the first time I, I dabbled into fasting, I was doing intermittent fasting and um, I was like, Oh yeah, this is so exciting. Like I'm going to eat from, you know, 11 to 7 PM. I was working out a lot at the gym and I like royally fucked up my hormones, <laughs> like royally. And cause I wasn't eating enough. I didn't realize you had to still eat like the right amount of calories in that time, not like slash your calories in half. And so for anyone listening who's like considering intermittent fasting, like make sure you really look it up and know what you're doing. And like, if you're a woman, like read about it specifically for women, because speaking from experience, like, it was honestly like, I'm laughing now, but it like really wasn't funny. Um, so be careful, but I do agree with you. Like it can be such a great healing tool. Like I know for me, it gives my gut a rest and actually gives, it almost feels like it gives my body a chance to catch up with itself and is like, Oh, okay, well I need to go to the bathroom now. Um, so yeah, um, and that's something like I want to play around with more. So thank you for sharing your perspective on it. Um, with that, 
have you ever tried to like prolonged fasting, like two, three days, like anything like that? And do you know if that could help at all? Yeah, so it really depends on how severe your gut is because um, I'm sure a lot of you know Christina Rice, and if you don't, I highly recommend you look her up. But Same. she had a lot of chronic gut issues, autoimmune issues, and she did like a three-day fast because that by not eating, it was able to give her body time to relax, repair itself. And once you hit three days, I want to say your cells can start regenerating. So that can be very healing. Um, I personally haven't done an extended fast because I don't have a regular cycle right now. So I know mm. that I know my body is still under stress and I know part of it is I don't have a big appetite. So it's for, it's hard for me to eat a lot. So I know that I have to eat more to make my body feel safe. Um, but, um, I mean, this is a bit different. Like my boyfriend really likes doing the intermittent fasting and does days where he doesn't eat at all and he feels great. So that is something where I would not go longer than honestly a day in my opinion, because, um, unless you're under some like um, supervision by a health coach, um, a doctor or something, just because it can be very dangerous. Um, and I kind of feel like with keto and other things, like fasting is kind of being glamorized and it's kind of being like a fad diet type thing. Um, so again, do your research, you know, your body the best, but just make sure you have supervision. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So can we go back to, we were hitting on mindset before and how that's really important for healing. So can you speak to how gut health and mental health are related? Yeah. So the gut is actually known as the second brain and the brain and the gut are connected and communicate mainly through the vagus nerve. So a lot of people who have digestive issues often need to work on their vagal tone, which again is like a lot of like the relaxation, the stress release, get like surrendering, getting more into your feminine energy if you're really into the spiritual side of things. Um, but a good way to think of this is when you have something, for example, like a candida overgrowth, the yeast is what can kind of hijack that brain, like that communication pathway and make you have like those sugar cravings because that's what feeds the yeast. Or if you have a bacterial overgrowth, it can make you crave these certain things or just simply make you feel hungry because it wants to, it wants to feed, it wants to be full and happy but because if you think about it when you are bloated or all of those things like you may find that you crave certain things or that you like you have like this un uncontrollable hunger where nothing can satisfy you and it's because your brain is not getting the communication that you are full because the yeast the bacteria or the parasite is what's eating the food so that's why it's very common for 
people to also have um, deficiencies in certain nutrients as well. Um, so those are just kind of some things to like help you connect the dots with your own symptoms. But what's also important is um, like the feel-good um, neurotransmitters like serotonin and all of those things. Um, nearly 70% of your serotonin is made in your gut. So when your gut's compromised, you may often feel depressed, anxious, down on yourself. You're more susceptible to negative self-talk. And the same can be true to when you um, you feel nervous. I mean, I'm sure all of you have heard about nervous poops or you can have nervous constipation. And that's because you put yourself in that fight or flight um, response. So sometimes your body will hold on to everything because it's like, oh, I'm not going to waste time digesting or it's going to make, make you go. So it's out of your system so you can fight whatever the stress is. Um, so that's where with healing your gut, it's not only important to look at your gut specifically, but it's also good to look at your mindset. Because I mean, some people find that a lot of their depression, anxiety, or just overall like fatigue on motivation is gone or good chunk of the way gone once they heal their gut, because then it's able to function how it's meant to. It's so funny because as you're talking, I was going to ask you about mindset and you just, and you're like, mindset? And I'm like, okay. Like you hit on that. Yeah. And maybe more on like, or like bouncing off of what you just said about mindset and mental health, which to me is so fascinating how mental health is related to the gut and like how in my practice as a therapist, like, I wonder how many people would just feel better if they just freaking ate better, <laughs> like, you know, and like, God, it's the root cause. Um, but um, how can someone use mindset practices or like maybe what mindset practices have you used in order to help heal in addition to like, obviously the, the supplemental stuff, like the physical stuff you can take to heal or to change your diet. But like, what are the mindset tools that you use? So I really love guided meditations. I have a very like hyperactive mind. So guided meditations really help me just focus, um, in which that's a great opportunity to um, do the belly breathing especially as you have someone guide you. Cause I'll take like a lot of like, you don't have to think you can just like listen and do it. Um, but doing like box breathing. So I like where you inhale for three seconds, you hold for three seconds, exhale for three seconds, hold again for three seconds and then start over. Cause that will really help get you into that parasympathetic state. Um, but some other things that you may not think of is, getting out in nature, putting your feet on the ground to feel more grounded, um, having sex and masturbation. Like, I mean, those are ultimate ways to surrender and relax. Um, so um, I'm like losing track for a second because I brought up sex for a second. <laughs> um, but um, other mindset tools is 
I actually just started doing this is when you feel anxious or stress, take out a pen and piece of paper and just do a brain dump because this is a great way for you to get shit out of your subconscious and out onto a piece of paper because then you can look at it objectively and gain perspective. And once you gain perspective is when you can make change. Because a lot of the time we can think, oh, I'm fine, oh, I'm better, because it's easy to deny things. It is really hard to look at yourself and be brutally honest with yourself, but having those breakthroughs is what's gonna help you heal and like get past those mental blocks. So the biggest, like, I mean, I totally understand your frustration where it's like, why won't people do X, Y, and Z? And part of it is just, I think the way we're all grown up and the media we are seeing, like we all want quick, fast um, results. That's why, I mean, like, that's why I went to the gas sex because it relieved my bloating and gas. And that's what I wanted. But those are just band-aids. Like, yes, you may get symptom relief, but that's just brewing for more things to happen or for your body to cause another physical manifestation where like a lot of people have autoimmune or chronic conditions because they kept disregarding their body signals. So the biggest thing here too is have patience with yourself and really love yourself and kind of make like your room, your apartment, your house, like your sanctuary where you can feel safe and secure because once your body feels that, that's when your mind can start creating new brain pathways and let your body heal. Because I'm not going to lie to you and say like, oh, you can be healed in two weeks because that's not right. That's wrong. Some people do feel that way, but truly healing your gut and truly healing your mind takes a while. But trust me, it is a thousand percent worth it. Hey, men, for the people in the back, um, that didn't even make sense. But I seriously like am so a proponent of everything you just said and like I talk to like my therapy clients all the time about like self-love is arguably and in my opinion the import most important thing that you need to have in order to heal no matter what kind of healing journey you're on because if you go into any sort of healing journey or healing work, hating yourself with that energy, it's not going to happen. Like, it's just not going to happen. Um, so many things can change if you just start loving yourself. And that is such a hard thing for people to do. And it's hard for me to do too and thinking of ways that you can like how can you show yourself love and I love that you brought up safety because safety is a huge one too if there's not a safe container whether the container is your human vessel or the container is like the therapy space or the coaching space healing cannot happen if there is not safety and patience you brought it patience that is a huge one too like i'm so guilty of like i just want to feel better yesterday but if i'm not doing the things to feel better 
and I want those immediate results, like that's not going to happen. So I really appreciate that you brought up those things and, and meditation is huge. Like the power of just breathing is remarkable. And it's oddly the thing that people don't want to do the most. Like, I talk about meditation literally on a daily basis with my clients and like, I feel like I'm saying the most simplest thing to them. They're like, oh, can you give me like a, an anxiety tool? And I'm like, yeah, do you meditate? And they're like, no. I'm like, let's start. And it's like literally the most simple thing to sit down and breathe, but it's actually the hardest thing for people to do. <laughs> But it's like so healing. No, I totally get it. And I think it's because it's it's not tangible. You know what I mean? Like me telling you to go take a probiotic is like tangible and like you can easily go do that. But with like meditation, journaling, saying affirmations, like that takes a lot more self-discipline. And like it's not even that like I would say like they don't want to do it or they're like, oh, that doesn't work for me. I think it comes more from of like, and insecurity because it's like you're you have to look at yourself and like it's uncomfortable like I'm not gonna lie to you but like the more you do it the more like it's like second nature because I mean I used to be that person where I was like I don't need meditation like who's meditating now I'm like I need to meditate at least three times per day otherwise I feel off like once it's it's kind of like it's kind of like when you eliminate foods and then you reintroduce them and you figure out the ones that make you feel like shit. That's kind of what like, it's like when you don't do like your mindset practice. I 100% agree. Like I can tell when I haven't people are like, Oh, I haven't had my morning coffee yet. Granted I love coffee and that's like a staple, but I can tell when I haven't had my morning meditation, like bitch hasn't had her morning meditation. Like you better watch out. <laughs> like, but the thing I love about it is that you can do it anytime, any place. It's free. You can do it as many times as you want a day for as long as you want. Like, I consider, like, meditation, like, fasting. It's, like, a free form of healing that you can do that you don't need anyone else for. Why wouldn't you do that? Like, why wouldn't you take advantage of that? <laughs> and there's so many benefits. I, so, I know. I would, and also with meditation, like, don't feel like you have to meditate for 30 minutes. Like, literally start off doing it for five minutes. Like, or, or like, or, or even one like, minute. <laughs> lit like, literally, if you can just do box breathing for a minute, like, that will be game changing. Like, the purpose of, like, all of the things we're talking about, like, it's not supposed to be stressful. It's not supposed to be overwhelming because, like, these are all things that you can do. It's just, again, like, I feel like I've said this 10 times, but like figuring out what works best for you. And that takes trial and error. And since we're all stuck at home, this is a perfect time to do it because say if something works, you're say if something doesn't work, you're in the comfort of your home. You don't have to worry about rushing to the bathroom or anything else at work or like picking up your kids. So, I mean, like, take advantage of this time totally it's literally the perfect time to like do an elimination diet to 
get your meditation practice consistent, to like do all the things that you want to do and like take those with you as we move back out into like the new world. So totally, really important. Um, let's see. I wanted to um, bring up, so I got some questions um, submitted. And so I wanted to like pick your brain about those. Um, so someone asked about probiotics. Um, she said, so good for you, but can sometimes cause more harm than good for bloating. How do you know which strains are best for you without seeing a naturopath? And I know exactly what you're going to say. So I'm going to hand over the mic to you. Yes. So I can understand the confusion with probiotics because um, some people do feel worse with probiotics. And I personally recommend a spore-based one. So I recommend Just Thrive because they are very transparent. Like, you know what's in the bottle. You know exactly what you're taking. And the difference between a spore-based one and, say, one that you find at Whole Foods is it will survive your stomach acid and populate your small intestines. That's where we want that bacteria. But don't even waste your money on the refrigerated ones because if it has to be that cold, it's not going to survive your 98 degree body temperature. So like that's just money flying out the window. So just thrive. You can get on their website. Um, but if you are working with someone or what I'll recommend for clients is, um, the same company also does Megaspore, which is a, um, pharmaceutical grade. Like it's a higher grade than just thrive, but like they both work effectively. It really just depends on like what your body needs, but I would just start off with the just thrive and see how you feel. Um, you're going to feel, trust me, a lot better. Um, a lot of people after 30 days have seen their leaky gut symptoms reversed. So this is something I definitely recommend, um, during the healing phase just because of sometimes probiotics can aggravate things as not only is it affecting your good bacteria, but it can also cause issues with your bad bacteria, especially if there's an overgrowth going on. Yeah, and I just wanna like second every single thing you're saying about Just Thrive, shameless plug, but I also like take it and have it right here. Um, I'm taking it especially for my Candida right now, but I have a discount code for 15% off. So it's SYD15, SID15 um, for any of their products. And seriously, like just to like echo everything you said, like I didn't know shit about probiotics before I actually did research. And I met Tina from Just Thrive um, at Paleo Effects like three years ago. And it's such a great company. But like, I didn't realize that probiotics are actually like all, all the ones you see that have to be refrigerated, like are not tested. There's no like clinical trials. They're all shit and a waste of money. Like I had no idea. And it makes so much sense to me that like, if something cannot be shelf stable, then it's not going to survive in your gut because our bodies are 98.6 degrees on average. 
but really this is such a good probiotic um and it's literally the only one i will take like i'll never spend any money i'll never waste my money on anything else um awesome well thank you for that um the other question so this one is liquids bloat me hot or cold is that just a fact of life how do you stay hydrated without feeling like a balloon so honestly i have a couple questions for this person because it really depends on what you're drinking how often you're drinking it and how you're drinking it so what i would start off with is um warm liquids tend to be easier on the body and it's very warming um so the teas can be very helpful um but i know not a lot of people want like a hot tea like on a summer day so like with your water um make sure you're not gulping i mean i know i do it all the time where I, like i'll chug water and the issue with that is when you're chugging you're also chugging ex excess air so that air is what's causing the bloating and sometimes you just literally overfill your stomach with water i mean i've been there where it's like you walk and you hear the slushing in your stomach so it's like try practicing sipping and just like the tea like you can put cucumbers you can put lemon you can put pepper um peppermint leaves or mint leaves in and like those are all things that can help um soothe the stomach so those are so to kind of give you an overarch um i would try not to sip i mean oh my god try not to gulp and sip your drinks um add more warm beverages in and add some of those like healthy healing foods like the mint leaves the cucumber um ginger lemon those are all great things to help soothe your stomach awesome um this question like made me think of burping um like are burping and bloating related slash hopefully that's not a stupid question slash if something makes you burp should you not have it or like yeah yeah so with bloating um and like especially why like i'm so passionate about it is like there's usually other symptoms involved with your bloating so with bloating you do it's pretty much like excess gas so it has to go somewhere so that's farting or burping um sometimes like like for me i talk so much and i inhale so much air and that's why i've been burping because i'm introducing extra air into my system and it's trying to release it so kind of something to pay attention to which may be kind of gross but like pay attention to what they smell like and i want like so for example if they smell like rotten eggs that is a common sign of um hydrogen sulfide SIBO, for example or it could just be simply you ate way too much broccoli the night before since that is a sulfur rich food but the way you can tell the difference is with SIBO, it will be all the time. Like I'm talking, you wake up with it and you go to bed with it. Whereas compared to broccoli, it's usually just right after that meal. So the way your 
um, flatulent smells can also be a very good indicator of what's going on. And kind of going back to the poop, um, if your poop is floating a lot, that can be a sign of excess gas, um, which can, it's usually with a bacterial overgrowth, but it can be with other things. Um, but it can also show like fat malabsorption. So the more you pay attention to your body, the more you can be aware of it. And which I would, I would really keep a journal, like just how you keep a food journal, keep a stool journal, because when you go to a health coach or a doctor or whatever, all of this information is like gold. It is so helpful and it will help you figure out what's going on so much faster. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so there are two more questions. Um, one is about menstrual bloating and like, I mean, obviously that's very different, but like how, how to um, like remedy for that or like how to deal with that? Yeah. So this is when magnesium can be very helpful. Um, but the thing here is with like PMS, that's when I would look into your hormones because a lot of people who have bad PMS, which is like the cramp, bloating, moodiness, it's often an issue with estrogen. So a common um, hormonal imbalance is estrogen dominance. So the more estrogen you have and like the higher it falls when you're switching your cycles and getting your period is how can mean like your symptoms will be worse. Um, so I'm gonna explain that a little bit better. So the more estrogen you have, the farther it has to fall. So when that happens, that's when your PMS symptoms are like a byproduct of that. So what you can do here is, this is where it's very important that you are pooping because pooping is the best way that we remove estrogen. Um, so that's where, making sure your liver's functioning correctly, making sure um, your hormones are consistent. Because um, I know for me, when I was on the pill, I was a psycho. Like I was so angry. I had like the worst cramps. Like I didn't know who I was. So unfortunately with um, PMS or estrogen dominance, I mean, I'm a big proponent of getting off of birth control, but this is everyone's own personal decision just because especially with oral contraceptives, research is showing that like it causes a lot of the issues we are seeing with our gut, especially leaky gut. So definitely this is something to talk to your OBGYN about. Um, but some like little things you can do um, when bloating does happen during your period is um, get that magnesium in. So I'm giving you 1000% permission to have some dark chocolate because that is a great source of it. Um, you can also supplement it. Um, um, the shush, the shushulated, oh my gosh, I am like the worst at pronouncing words. The shushulated magnesium or the glycinate magnesium, those are very, um, they're very bioavailable bio for our systems. So those are great ones to include. And they also won't have an laxative effect as the magnesium citrate was. So those are the two that I would like recommend. Um, but 
Yeah, so I would just really make sure you're going to the bathroom to make sure you're flushing all that estrogen out. And that can definitely help reduce the bloating because periods shouldn't be miserable. Periods are supposed to be something natural that just happens and then you go about your day. Yeah. I've definitely heard a lot about birth control and like it definitely screwed me over at one point in my life. And I was like, never again, just not doing that. So yeah, thank you for bringing that up. It's so important. Um, there totally was another question and it was mine, but I, it slipped my mind. So um, maybe I, I would really like to end on like how, you know, how do you work with clients? Like someone's listening is like, oh man, I have chronic bloating. I, I really need a coach. Like I really like Sarah cause she's super awesome. <laughs> um, how, like, what's your approach? How do you work with clients? Yeah, so um, I go through like a whole discovery call, which you can just slide into my DMs on Instagram if you'd like to set that up, just to make sure that we are both a good fit for each other because I, I'm very passionate about making sure my clients get results. So I don't want to waste your time and I don't want to waste my time. It's, very, it's, a, it's a collaborative process. So once we feel that we are a good fit for each other, that's when we really get to like your custom plan. So for me, like it's like a three month process and I know it may seem long, but like this is gold because you have so much time and space to really like not feel overwhelmed, have that trial and error, but also have that support. So you will get like a whole custom nutrition, lifestyle supplement, pretty much a whole custom plan that will suit whatever your goals are and your needs are. And also like, don't ever be afraid, like afraid to ask me something because this is a collaborative process. Like if there's something that's just not working for you, let me know and we will figure something else out. There is absolutely no right or wrong way because we're all unique. We're all different. So it's like, I'm going to work with you, give you the tools to heal your gut, so you can be confident as fuck all the time because you deserve it. And then you can figure out what works best for you because I'm here for you. That's absolutely what it is. And I would absolutely love, love, love to support you on your healing journey and see you flourish and grow. Like, honestly, like I could cry about it because I'm just so passionate mm. about it. So it's just like, it's a whole custom process. and. I hold your hand through it all. You have my support 100%. And if this feels like a call to you, like please slide into my DMs and I would love to help you on your journey. Thank you so much, Sarah. Like I can feel your passion and I can feel your energy and how much you truly care. And like, I know everyone listening is going to feel that energy through their earphones like as you were just talking like I really felt in my heart space just like you're so genuine and you care so much and I I feel like anyone would be lucky to work with you and I'm so glad you're here and you were on the podcast and um there's such a grace about you so thank you for coming on the show um can you please 
tell everyone where they can find you. Absolutely. And you are so sweet. And thank you for having me on as a guest. But you can find me on Instagram at Sarah B. Wellness. And my website is also sarahbwellness.com. So you can find me at either of those places. I check my DMs pretty frequently. So feel free to slide in with questions or anything like that. And I'd be happy to answer them. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to have you on and um, I'm excited for everyone to hear this. So thank you. Yeah. So happy. Yay.